they take a person and help them to relive something. Psychodrama. Or to re-explore something that needs to be re-explored through action. How teaching it can help a psychiatrist relate better to patients. Action is more potent than just words. Especially in the autism spectrum. It includes words, but it's moving a person's body and mind in relationship to life itself. Plus, how an attorney turns psychodrama into a business that helps young people. You need that expertise to really use these methods because these methods are powerful and can really affect change. This is the Language of Business, a podcast to inform and inspire entrepreneurs and anyone thinking about a startup. Learn about strategies that work and strategies that don't work from people who've been there and done that. I'm executive producer Don Kelly. Our host is Gregory Stoller, Harvard MBA and senior lecturer at Boston University Questrom School of Business. On this episode, we travel to Leslie University in Cambridge and to social dynamics in Needham, Mass, to learn about the amazing effects that psychodrama can have on psychiatrists and on young people in the autism spectrum. Here's Greg Stoller. Thanks, Don. Ever dream of being a star in a psychodrama? We're on location at Leslie University in Cambridge with Ed Schreiber, and welcome to the Language of Business. Thank you. What is a psychodrama? Psychodrama is a form of psychotherapy. It takes place in a group. It can take place individually. It's often used as business, training surgeons to be caring about patients. It's a method of creativity, spontaneity, creativity, and empowerment. So you just got finished teaching a class tonight. Tonight. And your students were both writing or starring in psychodramas? All of the above. So psychodrama has a stage. This is the stage. It has actors. It's an improvisational exploration of one's life. And who are your students? Leslie graduate students. And what careers are they going to pursue after they graduate? This is expressive arts, expressive art therapy. So they're all learning to be therapists. And this is a very powerful method. It takes a lot of time to learn. It's a part of the drama therapy program here at Leslie. And if they become fluent in drama therapy, that will help them be better practitioners? Is that the idea? If they're fluent in psychodrama, that will help them to be better drama therapists. If they're fluent in drama therapy, they take a person and help them to relive something or to re-explore something that needs to be re-explored through action. Action is more potent than just words. It includes words, but it's moving a person, a person's body and mind in relationship to life itself. In doing research for this segment, you have a bunch of impressive degrees after your name. That's right. How do you keep all the balls in the air? I live in Western Mass. And Western Mass is filled with farms and fields and rolling hills, and I take advantage of that. And I think that the way to do this, my teacher was Zerka Moreno. She co-founded this method, so I was privileged to study with her for about 20 years. So her directive was always be creative, be spontaneous, be present, be authentic, live in this moment authentically and presently, and give that full expression. We're looking at a number of books and a number of ostensibly handouts from your class. Yeah. What are these? These are some of the methods in pictures. So the biological view of humanity, of individuals, is that the mind is inside the body. That's been disproven by neuroscience and ancient religions long ago. The body is inside the psyche. The psyche, the emotional state is inside of us and it extends out. We can feel one another. We have the ability to have empathy. That's between us. The mind, 
the relationship systems, all of our relationships with organizations, the past, present, takes place within the culture. And you use this as an aid during the psychodrama course? This is what the psychodrama addresses, the culture in which we're living, the relationship systems, our emotional state, and it's all held in the body. Okay, let's do one more. What does okay. this refer this to? This is called the encounter symbol. It's a metaphysical existential symbol that means me and not me. It's a part of the method that helps us to explore the relationship between me and another. So it's a role reversal, that's a method, that's a part of the method that this represents, where I step into the shoes of someone else, I see the world through their eyes, I see myself through their eyes, and in doing that I return to myself much more fully human, fully engaged in the human experience. It's a very profound technique. These books, this have is, these been assigned for outside reading or do you just is, reference chapters of them during your class? Both. So this is a new autobiography, a complete autobiography of Jacob Levy Moreno who founded Psychodrama. This was published this year, 2019, and it's the first time his entire autobiography is complete. You also mentioned during our pre-interview that you were concerned about the future of the world. Is that the only thing that keeps you up at night about your profession? Well, if we're paying attention to what's happening in this country, and this country in relationship to the world, the world in relationship to the environment, anyone who's not concerned is really not engaged fully in that process. The fact that we're living through an unprecedented extinction of many, many animals and bees and is taking place as the seas rise, the ice poles melt, it's affecting all of humanity. One of the things that Moreno taught, which I thought is very profound, is that humanity is one organism, really, with different parts that are, in fact, opposed, aligned, warring against each other. And what happens to any part in this body of humanity will affect the whole of us. What's happening in the environment will affect all of mankind, all of humankind. And so the question comes, what do we do? And what we have to do is find what we can authentically do in response to helping because we're really responsible to care for all of us. Ed, thank you. You're welcome. Ed Schreiber talking about psychodrama on location in Cambridge at Lesley University. Don, back to you. Thanks, Greg. Next up, an attorney who studied with Ed Schreiber and wound up switching gears and running a company called Social Dynamics that helps young people develop social skills and works with Pam Farrow of the Spectrum Empowerment Project that we featured in our last episode when the language of business continues. Our sponsor is Boston University Questrom School of Business. In partnership with EDX, Boston University Questrom School of Business is now offering an online MBA, a top-tier business education available to learners around the world. It's a two-year program with a tuition of $24,000, far more affordable than typical on-campus programs. Interested? Get full details at bu.edu slash questrom. You're listening to the Language of Business podcast look at psychodrama. Once again, here's Greg Stoller. Don, thank you. How do you move from being a connector in the field of psychodrama to moving into training and actually making money from it? We're on location here in Needham with Carol Bass, founder of Social Dynamics, and welcome to the Language of Business. Thank you. It's nice to be here. You've single-handedly been responsible for a number of guests on this episode. Mm -hmm. Why are you so well known? I don't know if I'd say I'm so well known, 
but I think I do something that's very unique with psychodrama. Which is? Which is I work with people who've got social anxiety, social awkwardness, can't read cues, identify as being on the spectrum at the high functioning level, Asperger's, and I help them communicate better. To communicate to get their message and who they are to the other. How do you move from working with your individual clients to then becoming a network person? A network person. So I think you're talking about Ed Schreiber and Pam? Yes. So Ed Schreiber actually, very interesting. He was my very first trainer in psychodrama. And then Pam is somebody that I met when she went to my site, when she went to the Social Dynamics website and said, aha, this is an interesting take on how to teach social communication. Talk to us about social dynamics. How did you start it and how many clients can you support at any one time? Okay, I am an attorney. I haven't practiced law in a very long time, but I'm an attorney and I was in-house counsel at one of the major utilities in New England. After graduating from BU Law. After graduating yes. from BU Law, and you know BU very well. Yes. <laughs> While I was an attorney, I had my night job as well. So as my night job, I did professional improvisational comedy and acting in the whole Boston, New England area. Okay. So I was a part-time, though I would say I was a full-time, because it was a complete night job, which nobody really knew about. And what I was doing was professional improvisational comedy and acting, all through the New England area. And we had steady gigs in Boston, so my night job was comic, my day job was lawyer. So I started training in psychodrama. But you can't just move to being an expert in psychodrama without taking classes or getting some sort of certification, no? Right, you have to go through a training process. And the training process itself is long, but you need, you need that expertise to really use these methods. Because these methods are powerful and can really affect change. So that's why you really need to have a long and very detailed training. How did you move from getting your single client to where you are today? My very first thing I did was, and what I love to do is run groups. So my very first group was sort of an accident. Because I went to this organization in New England called AANE, which is the Asperger's Autism Association of New England. And I asked, I said, do you want somebody who can teach an improv class to teenagers? And the director at that time said, no, we need a dating group for young adults. So being an improviser, I said, okay, because you always say yes. So I said, yes. Well, I was running that group. I was also training in psychodrama. So what I would do was bring back methods to that group. So I was running a dating group for young adults. And the dating group was to have them get jobs or actually meet people for romantic involvement? Well, it was actually to meet people or to practice skills like flirting and small talk and things that are very difficult for people who've got that social anxiety piece, who've got that social awkwardness, who can't read cues. It's not that they can't, it's just that they need help in understanding what the other's perspective is. And how many groups can social dynamics currently accommodate? Well, I can accommodate at least four to five groups in a day. So the way I work is I work in sections of five, five sessions of a group, and they meet for about an hour and a half. And I run groups for teens, college, parents, couples, and I do in each group, I use a combination of psychodrama, improvisational play, and I stress how to reach spontaneity, because spontaneity is important. And that's done within this office. Mm -hmm. And do you have a curriculum that you follow? How do you assess each of the different groups that you're working on? Well, I do have my own curriculum. 
So the first thing I do is I build the group. And what I mean by that is I form a group where the people in the group are trusting and they feel like they can look across the room and see themselves in the other people in the group, which makes for a much better and effective group. And how long do one of these groups meet for? An hour and a half, five times. Five times only? No, and then if they want to re-up again for five sessions, that's the option. And is this private pay, is this insurance pay? This is private pay. Excellent. What keeps you up at night about continuing to build social dynamics? So what keeps me up is really how to get my message of who I am and what I do out there. How to tell others that this is a different type of social communications program. That the combination of improvisation, psychodrama, and other techniques that I use really help an individual become more spontaneous. You said that your programs are for people on the spectrum. Help us understand what that means. Well, my programs are for people on the spectrum, people who have social anxiety, social awkwardness, and really even people who are shy. What I mean by spectrum is that it's the autism spectrum disorder, which is a diagnostic word. So what, who the people I work with are people who are sort of on the far end, the higher functioning, what used to be called Asperger's. Sure. And the reason that I work with those people, though I can work with really anybody, because I teach improvisation, which is play and fun, but it's also how to connect with a group, how to connect with others. But working with people who really have the ability to look at themselves, that's the key. To be able to really look at yourself and to understand how do my actions and my word impact the other. The scarves behind us, what are they used for? Many things. They're used for placeholders. They're used to designate somebody who is not in the room at the time. So let me show you exactly how they work. All right, let's say you were wanting to talk to a future employer. Okay. All right, so I would ask you, Greg, because what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring that employer in the room even though he's not here. Okay. And the way we do that is I ask you, Greg, pick a scarf that's gonna represent this employer. Voila. All right. So. Here's an empty chair, and here's an employer. So how do I find out about this person? How do I find out about their perspective? So you, Greg, come sit in this chair. So now you are my future employer. So I'm gonna ask you questions. So what are you looking for in a prospective employee? So you're making your clients actually better role play for real interactions. Yes, I use real stories, real things that have happened to people. And interviewing with prospective employers, that is so huge for people. Because when people go to look for jobs, they're anxious, they're nervous. And also when people have a difficulty just communicating, it's even harder. And not being able to read the cues and yes. possibly see somebody's body language, yes. which means to move on yes. and to talk about something else. Right, all of those little clues that a person who's interviewing you needs to know. And in that vein of reading body language, I see our executive producer in the background, Carol Bass, founder of Social Dynamics. Thank you so much for joining us mm -hmm. on The Language of Business. Thanks. Back to you, Don. Thanks, Greg, and that's our episode this week. If you want to reach out to the Social Dynamics website, it's socialdynamics.net. We do have links to all our guests on the show notes. Just go to lobpodcast.com. If you enjoy the podcast, please let us know. And if you have time, give us a rating. We're available wherever you get podcasts. We now have downloads in 62 countries and 38 states, plus D.C. Thank you for the support. Social media for the language of business is by Jennifer Powell of the Excellent Writers Group. Consulting producer, Helen Tierney of Happy Accident Productions. Direction, audio editing, and voiceover by yours truly. Thanks also to Mike Carruthers of somethingyoushouldknow.net. For Greg Stoller and the entire team, I'm executive producer Don Kelly. 
Thanks for listening to The Language of Business. 